The Joe Mays and J-Rack Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. Football. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 246 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Rappoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. You know, plenty, plenty to talk about. You know, we, we're kind of on this rotating basis right now, but uh, so I usually give you that Sunday afternoon text to confirm that. You know, am I following what we're supposed to be talking about tonight? So I was happy that it that it was like it worked out that okay, I am paying attention to um, the topic we're talking about tonight. So that's always a benefit, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we're talking pro football <laughs> here, not not a uh, high school football. That's the other show we're doing, which we will be doing next week. The Bulldog Hour will be back. For I believe the eighth time this year, uh, Sunday That's October twenty ninth, yeah, uh, high school season coming to a close quickly. We are in week nine. Wilson travels to Hempfield this Friday. They'll come home for week ten in early no- November, and have senior night against Conestoga Valley. And depending on the outcome outcome of those two games, we'll see if there'll be a second season for the Bulldogs this year. Uh, unfortunately. We are not celebrating this weekend. Uh, we're not perfect, although we may be perfect in fantasy. I don't, I don't know how you're doing in my league in fantasy. Close enough okay, that so, I have a shot. Yeah, well, I we have, have a shot, shot in Mark's auction league. Yep. Well, that'll be a tough one. We need Brady and Sanu to do well tonight. Yeah. Um, I think we – do we have Freeman playing in that too? Or is he on the bench? Uh, that Yahoo too, but we're going to win okay, Yahoo. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, we, we, we're close. I mean, because right. – We'll talk about last night in a second here because we are celebrating because yes. of last night. Yes. We're doing yes, pretty we good are. in fantasy. Now, NFL-wise, for you, you're not celebrating yet because, yeah. well, they play tomorrow night and we'll be talking about Eagles-Redskins, right. the Monday night game here in a little bit. But unfortunately, the one that kicked off this week, the big week that we talked about two weeks ago and on the Bulldog Hour last week, unfortunately, Wilson fell to Mannheim Township Friday night. And uh, that gave them their third loss on the year, the first time that's happened since 2007. And it also ended the one of the many streaks that the team had going on. Uh, it ended the victory streak against LL 
League Section 1 teams at 68. And uh, myself and many other media members, and as well as the Reading Eagle, have chronicled the streak and mentioned everything. And the Reading Eagle actually called it one of the greatest sports achievements in Berks County history. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I think removed from it, you know, it yeah. kind of take, well, that, take I, that perspective. I, I was kind of surprised that I wasn't more upset. Like, I wasn't really angry, you know, because who do you have to be angry about? Like, we're just spectators. Right. right. You know, yeah. I, I, you know it's hard. It's hard to get angry over a league loss every 10 years. Like, right. It's, yeah. It's so, I mean, get... as long as the next one, 10 years from now, then I'm, we're I'm good. cool with it. Yeah, we're, we're cool. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, if you're a glutton for punishment and want more of that, you'll just have to tune in next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We have plenty more. to. We'll have plenty more to say about the Wilson season to date on the Bulldog Hour. Next Sunday night here at 8.30 p.m. live, we'll recap the Mannheim Township game, the loss there, and then hopefully we'll be talking about a win over Hempfield. But let's mention college football here because last night, college game day was in Happy Valley for the big Penn State-Michigan game. The Nittany Lions, I'm sure, um, while they won't admit it, at least... uh, in the week leading up to it, the coaches and players say that avenging last year's beatdown was not on their mind, although yeah. the players kind of said once they got on the field, it, right. it kind right. of came into oh, focus. And there were reports that a sideline reporter for the game last night was standing there before a fourth quarter possession for Penn State, and Joe Moorhead says to the team, you guys remember 49-10, right? Yeah. Like something along those lines. So, yeah, well, you know, while I would maybe agree with them that it may not have been the biggest thing on their mind, right? Like that, that's a different team for both sides. You know, it's a different season, all of that stuff. Um, To say that it wasn't on anyone's mind at all is probably a little misleading as well. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely on the fans' mind. And it was certainly on the fans' mind, yes. It was on the commentator's mind, too, because they mentioned it all the time. As I'm screaming for them to take a timeout when they're, like, just running out the clock at the end, and I'm screaming for James Franklin to take a timeout, or, you know, those things, you know, just stuff like that. Use timeouts to ice Quinn Norton, although he, he took care of that himself. Yeah, he did that um, himself. Yeah. So, anyway, just it, it was a lot of fun, and it was it was a good scene. A, a buddy of mine who is a Michigan fan texted me his prediction before the game. He said, he's like, I think it's going to be close into the third, and then Penn State's just too good, too athletic, so what was and his they're going to go prediction? away. He didn't give me a score, oh, but he just said, like, close into the third, Penn State's too that athletic, was- going to make some big plays, and – and pull away. That, and and that I was, was like, pretty that was close. Pretty close yeah. to what happened. I uh, was in a phone and text conversation with um, with uh, Coach Fernsler uh, Friday night and Saturday. And I, I said to him after Wilson lost Friday night, I said a few things about the game coming up Saturday. Because he's a fan of football, though he doesn't really have allegiances other than right, Wilson. Right. Uh, he wears Michigan stuff all the time, but I wouldn't call him a Michigan fan. He no, just I'd likes big time. Yeah, right. And there's football. connections there. And so. Right. But and he I, always, he kind of, he pokes the bear with us about oh Penn State gosh, all the time. Yes. Now, he hasn't been able to do it this year, so I was letting him know about the Michigan game and how nervous I was. And, and uh, he texted me last late last night or early this morning. He's like, uh, I guess you're okay now. I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. Well, see, what's funny to me is now, again, I understand that probably not all Michigan fans feel this way, but I bet a good number do. A good number of them are probably thinking right now, and I've heard from some that I know are, Please, Penn State just win this week coming up. Like they just probably like, I would if think you beat so. us, like being Michigan, like 
they don't want us to lose to Ohio State. Like, no. we're the lesser of the two evils to them in that situation. To the majority of the fans, not all. You no, know, there'll be if some. If you're a Michigan fan like that grew State up in Pennsylvania, whatever. for example, you know, then then possibly, you know, I could understand that. We've talked about those things all the time, but um, yeah, it, it was just interesting to go down. You know how things went down last night. You know, Saquon. Had some of those highlight reel plays. It's just unbelievable. Every oh, time, man, he, I was every time he touches so the ball, deflated when he dropped that wheel route. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Everyone was up cheering because they saw he was open, and you know when he's open, he's going to make a great play. But now, I think he was trying to make his move because he, he, he knew saw it coming. He and knew he turned. wasn't going to score. Yeah, like or let me forget. He knew he had to make a move to score if he was going to score. And I think he started beforehand, but then when he bobbled it late. And caught it. Oh my gosh! That just went even crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and at that point, that was kind of like a nail in the coffin. It just it was it was a great atmosphere. I'd say there were probably there were possibly still like ninety five, hundred thousand fans in the stands at the end. Like it was still pretty full at the end, and the place was just rocking. And it, it was a good time. Well, you're part of history as you helped to set yeah. the attendance record for a Penn State football game at Beaver Stadium. Over one hundred and ten thousand eight hundred people. Which nuts. eclipsed it the game nuts. that I was at. There were so many people. There. The Nebraska game yeah. was still the leader. Uh, I just Which, looked actually before this game in the last few weeks of what are the attendance records, and I believe I was at three or four of the top ten. Uh, Nebraska in two thousand two, and then two thousand five, the Penn State Ohio State game. Uh, which is a huge one, and then I believe also that year Penn State Wisconsin was a big one. And so because that's the one they won to win. Well. To all but clinch the Big Ten. They had to beat Michigan State the next week. Right. But that was like a deciding game. Yes, yes. And I remember a bunch of my friends that from high school that were at Penn State at that time also like drove out to Michigan State that week because Michigan State wasn't the Michigan State of like these Michigan State teams. And I actually wasn't in State College that weekend. It's not because I went to Michigan State, but I actually drove, we drove to Pittsburgh to visit Kelly's parents and Kelly took me for an early birthday gift to the (sighs) Igloo. There to watch go. Penguins Flyers, and the Flyers dismantled the Penguins like six to two or something like that. So that was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. standing there in my Flyers jersey and yeah. in the upper deck oh the igloo. Yeah. Oh man, the stories I have. My buddy Sean and I wearing our Flyers jerseys, chanting for them to move the Penguins to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when tickets were like five dollars? Yeah, student rush. You could just show up, get best available ticket for twenty bucks. And you sit four right rows, on the glass, four rows off the ice for. Flyers, Penguins for 20 bucks. Yeah, can't beat that. Awesome. So, yeah, it was a, a great night, Saturday night, if you're a Penn State fan, sitting at number two, the Nittany Lions are there for the first time since 1999, are they ranked this high? But I, I kind of laughed at James Franklin's press conference last night because I felt the same way as he did. The the uh, ESPN interviewer, I, I can't remember her name right now, she's on college game day, but yeah. uh, she... He, he she asked about like celebrating or you know how you how what are you going to do after this win and he was like what time is it and I, I, my first thought was that he was going into the michigan joke and I was like he wouldn't do that on live, on live tv <laughs> but she said 11 o'clock and it really was right at 11 o'clock and he said well we'll celebrate this one for another hour and then it's on to the next one not even like saying it not even acknowledging it but that's how i felt i was super happy last night but when i woke up this morning i was like oh man we gotta go to ohio state this right. week Oh, and then you have to top that off by going to Michigan State. So, like, yeah. See, now, like, the the worst scenario is 
beating Ohio State and then losing to Michigan State. No, no. The worst is losing to both. The worst. Well, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Losing to both would be the worst. But, like, could you imagine back to back wins over Michigan, Ohio State, and then losing to Michigan State? (sighs) That would be frustrating. That would be frustrating. But, But, you know what? I just, I don't know. They're seven point underdogs. Seven point underdogs to Ohio State. So. Well, we did find out today that uh, apparently. uh, Reese Davis and crew had a yeah. fun time in, Which, with the Penn State team at Happy Valley that they're going to follow them to Columbus this week. It's kind of crazy because that's not in, that's not just not an ABC game. It's not an ABC family game. That's a Fox game, which is why it is a 3.30 game because they have a World, the World Series, Series. next yeah. Saturday at 8, probably, around then. Probably 8.35, like first pitch. Um, Go Astros. So, I don't know. I, I'm someone someone said about Chase. I know. I kind of want Chase not, to get I just, it. And I honestly, know, I'm not a Dodgers I, fan. I kind of want Kershaw to get it so that people can just like oh, just I, stop. I'd like to like, see Verlander get it though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly I, don't I, right, care. I don't like, know. Like I don't know. I just think like I, the Astros were so bad for so long for you know, That's for a true. while, especially when the Phillies were good, the Astros weren't any good and the Dodgers were right there always. See, yeah, but see what I didn't what didn't bother me was like every time the Dodgers were like supposed to be the Phillies the Phillies won. So well, it's like, true. It's so true. like I don't I think there's I feel like I should have more dislike for the Dodgers than I actually do. But if Ali wasn't there, it would be a lot easier, I think, for me to not. Right. Them. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I guess I don't take that Ali being there much into account because he did win with Philadelphia. Like, no, I if he had that. one with I, the oh Phillies, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'd like yeah. to see no, him No, I get win. that. But, but, all right. Well, enough talking about high school football, college football, baseball. <laughs> On the show, where I was like, oh, we're going to talk about football. Today. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about football. We're going to talk about NFL right now. We're yeah, going to well, start. If you look as we get to some of these games, there's not a whole lot to talk about in some of these games because some of these teams are just bad. Well, it, it is funny though. Like the first four games here were all decided by one possession. Yeah. And then we yeah. get to a couple uh, interesting ones. But, yeah. So um, let's start with Thursday night because man, was that an intriguing game? Yeah. That happened out with the AFC West team. Kansas City and Oakland. Chiefs coming off a loss. Their first of the year. And looking to get back on track. Unfortunately, they had to go to Oakland for this one. And the Raiders, well, they were falling fast. I think they had lost three in a row. Not looking great. They needed some help if they wanted to keep pace with the Chiefs. You know, they sure, they lost to the Steelers last week. But... Everyone expected them to rebound. Well, they didn't get it done, and it was kind of in a crazy way. And I'm going to try to pull up the uh, the uh, highlights here because we want to see how the game ended. Because yeah. technically the game was over, I think, in the end, four times it concluded. Yeah. yeah. So it was crazy. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs were, aren't as good as everybody thought they were. Well, that may be actually true. But the other part is they're like, oh, they're falling apart, all this stuff. They were the road team on a Thursday night against a team that has to win. Like, the Raiders had to win. If they lose that game, you can pretty much kiss the season goodbye. Because, right. at least in appearance, because it would look like they're so far behind everyone else in their division, at least what we thought was going to be, you know, in that case. They'd be so far off, off pace that it would be a big problem. But in reality... The Raiders, that desperation, they were able to get it done. So, I think, while people were making a lot out of it, I feel like 
it isn't as big of a surprise. I picked the Chiefs. Like, I thought the Chiefs were Oh, yeah, rebound. so did I. But, like, I wasn't stunned. Like, some people were stunned that the Raiders won this game. No, no I mean. I wasn't at all. Like, I, I was... you talked about it last year. The Raiders, or at the beginning of this year when we were predicting, the Raiders won a lot of close games last year. They looked awful in a couple games. But this is this is one of those games where this would have fit right in with one of their wins last year. Like, a game that they played well enough to win, but you're not, yeah, they're probably going to lose this. Nope, they won. You know, so uh, when we look at how it kind of plays out, like you said, it was a crazy ending, but um, you know the Raiders were able to get it done, and now the AFC West wide open. Yeah, it is wide open because not only I mean I don't want to jump ahead, but the oh, images, yeah. the video is sl- struggling to load here. But not only now have the Chiefs lost two in a row, the Raiders got back in the win column. The Broncos now lost two in a row and look right. awful today. Um, they haven't scored a touchdown, I believe, in the last two weeks. Like, didn't they lose 17-3 last week, I think? I'm not sure. It might have been 17-13 or something. I, I don't even know. I do know the Panthers lost 17-3 to today. We'll get to that one. And, well, now the Chargers have won three in a row. Yeah. And they easily could have won, I think, at least two of those other games. Yeah, they missed two field goals at the end that would have won at least Two, uh, thank you at least one much. of those games, but maybe tied the other one. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. So it, when you look at it, AFC West, early on, everybody's like, this is the best division in football because you, everybody was assuming the Raiders were going to be good. The Chiefs were good. Chiefs were good. Not that and, they are. And the Broncos but... looked good too. Well, now it's like, well, the Chiefs and Broncos are still probably good. Well, let me rephrase that. The Chiefs are good. They just, you know, two games in a row. Raiders can be good. Raiders have potential if they can get healthy and figure out on defense what what the heck's going on. The Broncos have a lot of issues on offense. Trevor Simeon's playing his way out of that. They're not the only team. And the Chargers are now, for lack of a better term, charging and and making 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 a run at things. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting out in the AFC West. I don't know that you could argue that they're the best division right right now, just because of you know, just because there's parity doesn't mean it's all good. Right. We talk about that every week yeah. in the NFL. But now at the end is, of the year, it is going to be very interesting. Ten right. Wins, and it may it may work out that way. But so the the highlights aren't loading, unfortunately. But the my biggest takeaway not really takeaway, surprise from Thursday night was the Chiefs giving up the lead in the fourth quarter. They got shut out in the fourth. They gave up ten points to lose, including the end of the game where I believe there was Three untimed plays, yeah. so the game ended four times technically, but you know, you can't end on a flag against the defense. And that's what ended up happening. And finally, Carr hit Crabtree well, and they got they, the They extra talked about it going into the game. Going into the game, you were gonna have a Thursday night game that involved the most penalized team in football. Throughout almost all of football history, that is the Raiders. <laughs> like every year they seem to be the most penalized team. It was. It's the Chiefs going into the game. So to have that many penalties right at the end, not all that surprising, you know. I guess like so. It is a crazy ending, um, but Raiders were able to get it done. That's a huge win for the Raiders um, to get for back sure. to three and four. They had lost four in a row. They, right. they were two and zero oh, uh, coming off of wins over the Titans and Jets, I believe, and then they dropped four in a row. But they had to win that game Thursday night, and they got it done yeah. late. You know, but at home in the rematch, I'm taking Kansas City unless something crazy happens until then. Oh, yeah. And in Kansas City, absolutely. Yeah. But so, you know, sure, the Chiefs lost two in a row. They're still one of the better teams in the AFC. They'll be okay. Uh, one team that is not okay, though, is the Buccaneers. Yeah. 
They now ha- they had that bye in week one, and then I believe they won well, two in and a row, and now they've lost three straight after falling to the Bills today, 30-27, to when they mounted a great comeback in the fourth quarter, only yeah. to let it slip away with turnovers. Right, and, you know, you look at the Buccaneers, and we talked about in this division, you know, Atlanta's playing now, but the Saints are better than advertised, or at least for me, on my take. Oh, absolutely. Like, so I know yeah. some people might have been high on no, them. But... For sure. I had them as the worst team in the division, right. and now so they might be the best. The Saints are started 0-2 and are now 4-2. Um, you know, Carolina, who knows? One week will look like the best team in football. The next week will not. Um, and so you kind of have that. They've had that going on for a few years, um, minus some of the time uh, during the 2015 the season. 2015 season but you know for a, for a number of years that was me I kicked the thing down <laughs> sorry um so it's all gonna turn off now but <laughs> wouldn't be the first time sadly that is that is true as I unplug things all the time getting some behind the scenes info here but anyway yeah if there was a director's cut it would just be making fun of me like in the stupid things I always knock stuff all over over here like or All forgetting time. what to say at the end. That's yeah. always oh, the best oh one. Gosh, it's so bad. It's like it's like a Ron Burgundy episode every <laughs> every week. I'm like, Justin Raffoff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving back to football again. Um the Buccaneers, you know, the teams in the NFC South are are kind of leaving them in the dust. And I thought they'd be good. I had them win like, the divisions. So. I know, and I wanted to. I didn't have the guts to do it though. And you went with the Falcons. Right. I had the Falcons with two. But, but the problem is, like, I don't know. I don't really know what the issue is with the Bucks. They still have way too many turnovers. A defense, which is supposed to be good, is not. Like, Right. The defense I, is worse than it is, and the offense is too inconsistent. Like, right. Winston has so, a hot streak. Right. And, and Dirk, Cutter, Dirk Cutter got Lovey Smith fired. In, not intentionally, but, like, they got they fired Lovey Smith so that they could bring in the guy to make this take this good quarterback to the next level and have him be like a franchise guy, you know, for fifteen years. And it's been a disappointment so far. Yeah, he's kind of plateaued. He's he's good. He'll put up crazy numbers. And fantasy wise, sometimes he puts up great numbers. You know, Winston will throw for three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns, but he'll also have two picks. You know? Well in fantasy football, that doesn't you know, that all right, I'll take the three much, touchdowns yeah. and the two picks, whatever. But in real football, like, that's a problem. Those picks are, are becoming a problem. And it's not just him. It, like, you know. Well, I mean, they lost the game today because of a fumble. Right. Not from him. Right. From a receiver right. trying to get more yardage. Right. It, it's just it's just a mess. Uh, crazy sat out of this game. LaShawn McCoy, this was his first rushing touchdown today. Was it really? Yeah, of the season. Did he have any receiving ones? He, I, he almost I feel like that can't to. be his first touchdown of no, the year. I, I feel that way, too. But, but the Bills are an interesting team, though. You know, yeah. they, they beat the Jets in week one. They fall at Carolina, but, you know, in a game that there were no touchdowns, I believe. I think it was all field goals. You know, that's acceptable. Fine. On the road, Carolina looks like they could be a good team in the right. NFC. Then they beat Denver and Atlanta in Atlanta back-to-back weeks before right. dropping to Cincinnati. Right. Like, that one, you're just like, why? Then they have a bye. Then they have they, – they cough up a lead to the Buccaneers today, but then they are able to capitalize right. on the turnover and win – the game, so now they stick to, I guess, they essentially the status quo here after a buy and a win. They maintain their pace in the AFC, and as of last week, and depending on what happens with the Patriots tonight, 
the AFC East had three teams in the playoff picture. Yeah. Yeah. So And Buffalo winning today and Miami winning today, that's not changing. Right. Yeah, as crazy as that is. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. And and you know what? The team we thought was gonna be the worst team in football or one of the worst, the Jets are no joke. You know, they're not well, I mean, they're not uh, world beaters, but they're no joke. Depending at all. on what side of the coin you're on, you could have said they easily could have, should have, would have won last week. Depending on what you feel yeah. about the uh, the referee mishap, uh, I don't really want to get into it because it was last week. But honestly, I think what ended up happening was right by the way the, the rule is written. Now, as a football person, you know it's maddening, but right. you know we've been over that with catches in the past. But hashtag. Des didn't catch it. <laughs> but honestly, the Jets could have, should have, would have beaten the Dolphins again today. Right. You know, like, so right. you got to put that on, on the team as well. It can't just oh, yeah, be absolutely. on the refs or anything. They obviously couldn't execute. I mean, uh, McCown threw an interception with less than two minutes to play in the game. Yeah, that hurts. And, uh, but the AFC but, East is, inter- I mean, I, I right. would never say it's the best division of football by any means, but it's interesting that all four teams aren't out of it. Now, it is interesting. They have to play... New England this is twice. The schedule. Right. They have to play New England twice in December. Well, they play them on December 3rd and then on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. You get to play Buffalo or you get to play the, the Patriots, Patriots at New England. And then they have um, to go to Miami on New right. Year's Eve. Right. So, which I'm hoping I would love for that game to mean something. That would be incredible. That would be, that would be awesome. That loser stays home. Winner goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, it, maybe that could that could get flexed to Sunday night. There you go. That'd be fun. There you go. Have that. Is there a Sunday night game on New Year's Eve? I, I know there's, there's no Monday. There's no Monday night, night game the week. There of should the be. Week there should be New Year's. But Day. I don't know that there That's will be. That's college football, man. Can't no, 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 no. I'm saying this one. This should be flexed to some, oh, there oh, should oh, be it's a Sunday, Sunday night. Game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we could see. Although I thought that might have ended in week 16. I thought week 17 it might be different. It may. Uh, I'm almost certain there's a Sunday night game. I know there is. I know there is. I don't know that there will be one this year because it's New Year's. But like, yeah, it could be different this year. The NFL doesn't really care about that when they come to the schedule. NFL. Like, they'll go head to head with anything. The NFL bows to no one. They they dominate everything. College football moves their games when the NFL plays on New Year's Day. Yeah, college football moves at the second. Right, and which is crazy because how many things can make college football do something? Right, not too many. Yeah, yeah. the so. NFL is about the only one. So. Looking at the Bills schedule here, they got they don't have an easy one. Wow, holy. No. They they host the Raiders. Which is a big game for both teams. Go to the Jets. Yep. Host the Saints. Yep. Go to the Chargers. Go surging. To, go to the Chiefs. Host New England. Then their second bye, which you gotta you gotta think they gotta beat they gotta beat the Colts. Because Andrew Luck is definitely gonna be shut down for the season before then. And then they finish with Hosting Miami, going to New England, going to Miami. Wow, they don't play Miami till week fifteen, and then they play. Well, Miami does the same thing with New England just a few weeks earlier. I thought you were going to say Miami does the same thing with Buffalo, and I was going to say, "Really? Thanks, thanks (laughs) Thanks for that insight. Thanks thanks for all your help." (laughs) So um, we're gonna. I'm gonna pull up that week seventeen schedule. I want to see what all the games are in week seventeen. If Let's go back over here. That is not helpful, NFL.com. <laughs> yeah, not not the best. Let's all right, we'll go back to where we were. Here we go. Week 17. Panthers Falcons. 
There is no scheduled Sunday night game. Yeah, but do they announce all the Sunday night games at the end? Like, through the whole season? Yeah. Okay, then maybe... Maybe 16. That's Monday night. Oh, me. There's two Monday night games because it's Christmas. Eagles Raiders, man. Oh, maybe I thought they, I thought they always had a Sunday night schedule, and then it would always there was always. See, an I think asterisk. I think with the flex, they've stopped scheduling them from like week thirteen on or something, and then they just schedule them as they get closer. Like instead of like truly flexing out of a Monday or a Sunday night, I think they just flex into a Monday night. No, there's there's Sunday. one in week sixteen. Okay, well I have no idea. Or no, week fifteen, Cowboys at Raiders. There might just not be one because yeah, well, I, the, yeah, the uh, the holidays I think really are screwing up week sixteen and seventeen. You got two Saturday games. Yeah, but there's no, no true Thursday college that football week. that week right. either. There's two Saturday games. This is the, the week of Christmas. This is week sixteen. Two Saturday games, bunch of Sunday afternoon games on Christmas Eve, then Christmas evening games, and then two on Christmas night. You, uh, do you like being able to watch your Eagles on Christmas night, or would you rather not have that ruin your I'd rather Christmas? Not have that ruin my Christmas, but um, yeah. So it, at least when they play primetime now and it's a work night, like I can just be like, I need to go to bed. So well, <laughs> yeah. So I just turn it off. But it'll be hard because I won't have to go to work the next day. But yeah, what about anyway. what about New Year's here for your Eagles? We're down here Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah. Please flex. Please flex. Please let there be a flex. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man, can you imagine an 8 o'clock Cowboys at Eagles game on New Year's Eve? For oh. for a playoff spot for the yeah, division? I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Dallas looked good today, but they had to win today. And they did it in convincing fashion. But let's get back to today and talk about, yeah, I'm hoping about this, the rest of these I'm hoping games this, here. I'm hoping this Zeke thing can go on so that he actually is suspended for both Eagles games. That would, that would be nice. So this is the part where this is the part where I say the Ravens are awful and then they beat my Dolphins Thursday night. <laughs> but um, so the Vikings, they're making it interesting in the NFC North, especially with Aaron Rodgers' Yeah, injury. because it doesn't really seem like it matters who their quarterback is because they're good everywhere else. Yeah. And, so I thought they were done. Even without Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook, yeah, I thought that was going to be the one they wouldn't be able to overcome. So far, their defense is really good. Yeah, um, they had a couple hiccups, but yeah, yeah. But like, I just mean they're good enough to win that division. Right? They're not going to be a historically great defense, but they're well above average, and they play that way almost every game. You know, so like, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And now, you know. Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers out, you know Matt's, Matthew Stafford's been banged up this year, and they've blown not been able to get out of that trying to scramble in the fourth quarter mode. Look out, you know maybe maybe it's, it's the Vikings to take. Also, Teddy Bridgewater is supposedly getting close to coming back. So. Oh man, that makes it interesting. If you're winning with Keenum, though, I don't which is think pretty you're... insane because his lower leg was detached from his upper leg. Disgusting. Like, yeah. Um, Actually, I had I spoke to an athletic trainer last year who uh, who was a guest speaker and was talking about some things. He basically said, like, you know, other than obviously like, you know, like femoral artery damage and and things like that, that injury that Bridgewater had can like legitimately 
can result in leg amputation because the damage that's done is so bad and so severe that he he said if the trainers or the people that are there right away, in this case trainers and stuff, don't do what they're supposed to right away, like it can mean like that you can't, like that the damage can be that bad. So, um, yeah. So, because his his lower leg was completely just flopping around from, yeah, basically the skin and stuff were the only things like basically holding it together. So, well, so you can think about that. On that note, his legs—it's legs <laughs> as if his legs flail about as if independent from his body. We just said that the other day. I know. Um, no, I said it to Kelly the other day, and we were laughing because so there's we have this huge inflatable oversized ball that the girls kick around. I kick around <laughs> with the girls, and because uh, it has Disney princesses on it. But Natalie wanted to be the goalie, so she stands in a doorwell. <laughs> And Haley and I would try to kick it, and you essentially have to kick it over her head because she stands, and you just kick her in the face. So I kicked her in the face a couple times with the ball. You know, they're all laughing, thinking it's hilarious. So then I, Haley wants to kick it, and she, you know, she gets a nice little kick. But I was like, well, let's try this. So I pick her up, and I fling her body, and Kelly's sitting on the couch and just starts laughing because it looks so funny. Me like taking her and right. torso and flinging it back, using and like, her like a golf and, club yeah, well, to hit and, the ball, yeah, and, and her feet are just. And I, I turn to Kelly and I was like. Her legs flow bad as if independent from her body. <laughs> and we just started laughing. Uh, good times. Good times. We've gotten sidetracked on this show tonight yes, more yes, than we, we do have. normally. But. So, well, okay. My Dolphins were able to win today. Yeah. 31 28, and I got to, to me, watch just because it. Because the way the game was going. I right. No, I mean, trouble. I knew they needed to win this game if they oh, wanted yeah. any semblance of a chance of getting that fifth or sixth spot, you know, one of the wild cards. They had to beat the Jets, who were competing with them for one of those spots. And it didn't look like it was going to happen. They were down 28-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Right, which is why I was like, oh, yeah, that's done. And this was very Dolphins of them. And Adam Gase has been hard-pressed or remiss to pull Jay Cutler, even though the Dolphins were averaging, entering this game, 12.2 points per game, last in the NFL. He's defended Cutler for a while, but then in the th- early third quarter, Cutler got knocked out of the game and possibly will be out for two to three weeks with supposedly a few broken ribs at the least. So Matt Moore came in and immediately throws an interception. And I'm like, well, you know, this is the Dolphins season. We're on our third string quarterback at this point, although I know he's been backup quarterback for a number of years there. But just like last week against Atlanta, they didn't give up. And they somehow managed to pull it out, scoring 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, including a Cody Parkey field goal with just, uh, I think, less than 30 seconds to play. And Miami won thirty-one to twenty-eight. Huge win for the they Dolphins. They moved to four Dolphins. and two, if you can believe that. They already had their bye in week one. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So they beat the Chargers in week two. Shouldn't have, but they did. Then they lost to the Jets in an ugly fashion, where they didn't score until the last play of the game. Then they were shut out by the Saints in England before going on this little three-game winning streak, where they held on to beat the Titans at home, went to Atlanta, came back and won that one. Now, avenged their earlier loss to the Jets just uh, three weeks ago by beating them there today in comeback fashion. Now, if they want to show that they are a legitimate possible playoff team, they have to win this week. Yeah, it's tough because what did I just say? Those road road Thursday night teams, man, that's tough. That's they also really play awful against the Ravens. And yeah. the Ravens are one of my least favorite teams in the NFL, I which I know your mom loves to hear. But I I don't like the Ravens, even with Ray Lewis not there anymore, for a number of years now. But 
I've also never bought into Joe Flacco. And it just pains me every time the Dolphins play them because the Dolphins play terrible against them. So they're due. <laughs> well, I love to look at it that way, but I don't. But Miami <laughs> needs this game Thursday night yeah, at M&T Bank Stadium. Because you were talking about not easy schedules. You look here. Well, I mean, if if the Bills have a tough schedule, Miami has to because they play the same teams. Right. Uh, other than, like, what, two or three where right. you align so with the division, you have, other you have division Oakland. Guys. You have Oakland. You, you host have, Oakland. Right. Go to, Carolina. go to Carolina. You go to... No, host the rescheduled yeah, Tampa sorry. Bay game. Yeah, and the game it, wait, that was supposed that... to be week one. That's November nineteenth. So, then so wait, one of these is the month. Then oh, the, it's a Monday night. Monday, game. okay. They play three straight right. primetime right. games. Wow. They play this Thursday at Baltimore. Then they play Sunday night hosting Oakland. Then they play the following Monday night at Carolina. So okay, this this reeks of NFL rigging it because they couldn't have a team averaging twelve and a half points a game play three primetime games in a row. So they just phoned it in. And now Matt Moore's there, and they score 17 points in the fourth quarter. Hey, you know, you're welcome. Now you're getting you're ready. Welcome. Yeah, hey, at least. Right. I mean, it's too bad that Baltimore isn't playing better, that the NFL never could hype up the game like they did this uh, the past two weeks. Or really, right. like, I mean, I guess the Raiders were, what, two and four at the right. time? But Derek Carr was coming back. He had all that talk. Like, yeah. Um, Rich Eisen said, he's like, you haven't heard as much from the Thursday Night Football haters this year as yeah, been, you did before. They've been at least Not, entertaining games. Right. You could make the case, but just in terms of saying, oh, it's bad football and stuff, you can still argue some of that in some of these games. However, they've been entertaining games, whereas last year it seemed like they were just one-sided yeah. blowouts. Well, I, mean, I think it started, what was that, week three, where it was Rams 49ers, yeah. where they put up like yeah. 70 points or whatever. Since then, I think the games have been, on paper, good matchups. Or good rivalries, and then they end up being good games. So right. I'm fine with it being a good hope, game Thursday uh, night right, as I long hope as they Miami keep it wins. Going, right. uh, but yeah, so host uh, host Oakland, go to Carolina, three primetime games, then the rescheduled game due to the hurricane in Miami against Tampa Bay. Then they get their first trip to New England, which is Thanksgiving weekend. Host the Broncos, and then welcome the Patriots back in the following week. That is a Monday night game. So they got four primetime games in the next, what, seven weeks? Yeah. Wow. Four, yeah, four primetime games in the next seven weeks for the Dolphins. Then they, kind of when we alluded to talking to the Bills just a little bit ago, they go to Buffalo on December 17th. They play at Kansas City on Christmas Eve. Well, there goes my Christmas. <laughs> then they host the Bills on new year's eve so yeah kind of a poor draw for the afc east this year having to play the afc west who maybe they're not world world beaters although the chiefs look like the one they're good top to bottom they're all yeah you know there's not one you're like oh who do you want to play from the afc west yeah Mm. well thankfully we already beat the chargers yeah that's a good that's good but now we got to play oakland denver and kansas city so yeah all right yeah, so a couple of games will breeze past here now. Rams, the Rams dismantled the Cardinals. Carson Palmer's out for two and, months. And you heard all this, too, because the Ram, the Cardinals looked incredible last week. And somebody's like, yeah, but the issue isn't doing it one week when your stars They're are 32, 33, and 34 or whatever. It's doing it week in, week out. Now, to throw a wrench in that, you're playing in London, so that makes it even yeah. more difficult. So, Road team. Man, the Rams... Yeah, but see, you would think 
So I, when I was picking this game, I'm like, I think the Rams are the better team. But I was like, the Cardinals are the veteran team. So, like, I think they may handle this a little bit better. Well, apparently not. It's the second time we've seen a blowout, shutout loss um, in in London now, too. Like, uh, with the Ravens getting housed by Jacksonville. So, yeah, big big win um, for the Rams, you know, and, and now they come back. And for these guys, you know, we talk about the East Coast teams flying. You know, you can almost double the flight for some of these guys. Yeah. So, that that's crazy. So, big win for the, for the Rams. The, um, the Jaguars... Man, AFC South is interesting. Two as questions well. I have out of this one: Can the Jaguars get more consistent? Because when they're good, they look good. They look really good. Well, they have a great defense. The problem is, on um, well, the flip of that question, I should say, not the problem. The flip of that question: How bad are the Colts? Like, how bad, bad are the they're Colts? bad? And, they are. And what do you do? They're like, with because the they have Jets a conundrum. Forty Niners level of bad right now. Yeah. Or like I shouldn't say that because that misconstrued. They are what we thought the Jets might be, like them and the Forty ers the Colts right. and Forty ers Because so here you go though, like they have Andrew Luck. Like, what do you do? I know he's not playing. Do you shut him down for the season? He had a setback. What's this the week. point of him coming back? What are, aren't they like one in five? Right, your best bet is to get a high draft pick, right? And add that help or trade that help to get lots of help for Andrew Luck. I know there are some people who like they should trade Andrew Luck. I don't I think they'd get more value for the number one pick than they would for Andrew Luck because he's had he has an injury history. Right. Yeah, the, the Jaguars are an interesting team um, just because they beat up on Houston in week one, which was a surprise. Which but turns then they out got, to be a good win. But yeah, for they sure. Only, they, like, they kind of got lucked out because I think if Watson – I don't want to say if Watson's the quarterback the whole time, but they they got Houston before Watson was in there as, as quarterback for real. They got blown out by the Titans. Then we are like, oh, same old Jags. Then they destroyed Baltimore and London. And that's when people started to be like, hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, they came back and lost to the Jets. Right. And had everybody going, hmm. Oh. And then <laughs> they beat down the Steelers. And you're like, yeah, what is going them. on here? So they're alternating big wins, like not even close, with bad losses. Now, I can't say that the loss to the the Rams last week, right? That was the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Um was bad because obviously the Rams look like the real deal right now. So, you know, you kind of forgive them for that. They needed to beat up Indianapolis today, and they did. So if they can turn some of these... Right, like it's hard to take away from this game and be like, oh man, look at the Jags because Indy's terrible. Like well, right now, about. I'd say they're an 8-8 eight eight team, which right, isn't going to get it done. Right, but they just did it. And 8-8 eight eight for this team, though... That's good. Like That's, that's a good. huge step in the well, right direction. Especially because they have a young defense, they have a young running back, and they still have a young quarterback who's playing much better than he did last year and in the preseason. Right, so like if you're looking for growth. Now, they have the... The tough thing is they have to decide, like, what does that actually mean? Like, is he... Is he going to continue to grow? Is he going to? And we're not even halfway through, so they still have time to figure that out. But they're going to have to figure it out because it's not it's not quite as simple as just you know moving on. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But now they have a bye week this the week. Defense is really good. They are home for two in a row. Then they have a winnable game against the Bengals and a push game winnable though right. against the Chargers before a two must wins. Against Cleveland and Arizona. Now, right. granted, they are both on the road, but they're must-win games. They should easily go in that stretch three and one. Right, and if, if and, they're a, if they're a 
playoff bound right. team. And they have the ability to do to get four wins there. And then they play Indianapolis after that. So I mean, really, they have a chance they to be should be by, four and, then, and one, right? And so yeah, and they're four and four and right now, right? Possibly five and zero. Oh. No, they're four and three right now, right? Yeah, yeah, they're four and three right now. They, they have could a chance win to be nine and three, like a legitimate chance. Absol- I know, legitimate, absolutely. Now, I I would say that the toughest one there, Jack, is or excuse me, the Chargers. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you have them at in Jacksonville, which. It'll be interesting to see. Like I know there isn't it's, it's, historically it's been a home renamed Saxonville. Field. If you you didn't oh, get that memo, oh, it's I, I did not. But you don't have typically a huge home field advantage there. But they start reeling off some wins here. You know, sometimes those can be really exciting times. You know, as people start like flocking to games. I don't know that that's what's going to happen here. And the but it'll next be interesting. week, over, over the last five years, you'd say this is a guaranteed loss. But Seattle in Jacksonville. Yep. That's scheduled, that's a push. Scheduled for one o'clock. That's a push. Seattle's Easily. offense, which is anemic most of the time, against one of the best, defenses, the best defenses in the league. Jacksonville might have to win the game two nothing and get a safety somehow, but it, it's not out of the question. And then they have the big one, week yeah. fifteen, December seventeenth. They welcome in the Texans, who they already beat once, but uh, Watson wasn't playing as well as he is now. And then they finish the last two weeks with winnable right. games. So you look at this, right? We we talk about this. This as, team could be eleven and five. Yes, like so. We went through all those teams. We were like, man, they have a really tough schedule. They have a really tough schedule. Man, and we look here and we're schedule. like, oh my gosh, my Dolphins had this schedule. See, see. So in the NFL, even more so than maybe the NBA, it pays the tank, man. You, your schedule <laughs> gets set up. Not that they were tanking; they were trying to be good and just weren't. All right. Um, well, we'll pick up the pace. Yeah, we need there, to do so. that. So, New Orleans, Green Bay. I thought this might be a trap game for the Saints just because they they've been the playing Saints? strong recently. <laughs> yeah, they can be inconsistent outside of the dome. I know Green Bay was out Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley's first career start, but something was telling me to just take Brent Green Bay Hundley in this is, one. Is he the UCLA? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the Saints were able to get it done. They uh, outscored the, the Packers in the fourth quarter to win 26-17. No. I think this says more about the Saints than it does the Packers. I think yeah. that the Saints are are here to stay. They they brushed off some of the early season struggles and struggles from the last few seasons. They can still th- duke it out offensively, go toe to toe with big offensive numbers. But the defense was able to corral the Packers, yeah. who looked good early on. Uh, Aaron Jones looks like a good good Aaron guy Jones for looks uh, like the Packers he may to rely be the running on. back there. Yeah, which. You know, is is good for them because they've kind of been struggling since Eddie Lacy had his breakout year and then couldn't follow it up. So, but it was a good thing that Saints got that win because not only do they get another one in their win column, a division rival got one in the L column in Chicago. Yeah. The Bears yeah. put up two defensive touchdowns by the same know. player, Eddie yeah. Jackson, a seventy-five yard and a seventy-six yarder. First player in NFL yeah. history Eddie, to Eddie, have two of that length in Eddie the same ja- game. Eddie Jackson, twelve. Panthers three. Right. <laughs> and the Bears only put up an additional three points. So you can't say it was a great performance from the Bears offense, no. but another great defensive performance from yeah. the Chicago defense. Yeah, and more of that Jekyll and Hyde from, from the Panthers. Who yep. are you going to see? The team that – I know New England's defense isn't great, but they put up huge numbers against New England. Uh, Cam had back-to-back 300-yard passing games and then put up three points against the Bears. Yeah, they just look they just look oh, bad and, today. And you gave up two touchdowns on offense. Your defense doesn't give up a touchdown and you lose. Yeah. But you know, now the Packers 
lose a second straight week. The Bears win again. Detroit idle, but Minnesota got a win. Yeah. So, and like we mentioned earlier, the big win for the Saints to keep pace there, and you know started zero and two, and now four and two, I believe. So, that's yeah, good they for started with uh, shutting out my Dolphins in London, and they've been on a roll since. Now Tennessee and Cleveland. No one wanted to win this game. No one wanted to score any points. They relied on their kickers. Late in overtime, Tennessee finally got it done. Ryan Suckup kicked the game winner. 12-9 Tennessee over Cleveland. If Cleveland was going to win a game this year, this was a chance. Not that they because they're better than the Titans, but because, well, because it was they, a close game. It went to overtime. They had the well, opportunity, they had yeah. and they couldn't do it. Uh, probably the biggest thing to come from this game is the end of the streak known as Joe Thomas's consecutive yeah, snap yeah. played. I never missed a snap. For 11 years. It's insane. Think about that. It's insane. And uh, he yeah. may have torn his biceps or triceps. Right. might have been triceps. Right. And he could be done for the rest of the year. What's interesting here is I feel like the more Browns thing to do would have been tie in this game. True. And then lose out on the first overall pick because, because of the they tie. get the tie. San Francisco te- gets right. it or Indianapolis right. or whatever. How Can it you, ends up. Like that would have been the Imagine most going Browns 0-15 thing. and 1, but the 49ers are 0-16. Right. And, and because of that. You are better. No, I don't actually think that either team is not going to win a game. This no, year. That's just but like very how, hard to happen. That would have been the most Browns outcome. Yeah, right? absolutely. That would have been the most Browns outcome. Picking so second, who knows? I don't even know what's going on anymore because what I think would have been the most Browns outcome didn't happen. So, so I know a lot that of it was made to do about the 49ers because they were what zero and six, and they like, lost, yeah, every game was within three 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 dollars within three points. And then a question on NFL game day morning was, do the 49ers keep this within three points? And I think everyone said no. Well, they were right. Ezekiel Elliott had a huge game. Is it going to be his last one? I know technically. No, he'll be around. Well, I know technically he's not supposed to have his appeal he- heard until after next week's game. But yeah. the NFL wants it moved up. We'll see if that happens. Right. And but, I think there was something weird. Like the judge who was supposed to hear was out. So it was like an interim judge had hurt. Like, uh, man, it is really weird. I did see a tweet today that said, it's interesting, you know, um, lots of opposing teams or lots of teams, you you know, will sometimes oppose other teams of needing the refs to help them win games. It's like, but everybody can kind of say, like, the Cowboys need the courts to help them win games. <laughs> but um, uh, Dallas uh, beat down on San Francisco oh gosh, 40 yeah. to 10. The Cowboys needed that. They go to three and three. You know, they got the victory of the Giants. They got blown out by the Broncos. They rebounded by beating the Cardinals, but then lost to the Rams. Not a bad loss. And to the Packers, though, uh, but after their bye week, they beat the 49ers yeah, but they, here. LA, LA and Green Bay, they held, they held in both those games, they held second quarter or second half double digit leads and, and lost gave both it away. Yeah. So looking at the Cowboys' schedule, they go to Washington next week before hosting the Chiefs, tough one, going to Atlanta on the 12th, welcoming the Eagles on the 19th. Then a short week, they get to host the Chargers on. Uh, Thanksgiving evening before they got three straight home games. Eagles, Chargers on Thanksgiving, Redskins the following Thursday, back-to-back Thursday games. Yeah. I think they had that last I year, think too, they did too. I was like, that's weird. And that's against the Redskins. Then they have to go on the road for three of their last four to the Giants, to the Raiders, host the Seahawks on Christmas Eve, then finish up in the city of brotherly love against the Eagles on New Year's Happy Eve. New Year's, I hope. Happy New Year's. <laughs> All right, another – just another inexplicable – I mean, three teams were shut out today. Yeah, I don't know the last time that happened. Wow. Yeah. The last time Indianapolis was shut out, 
I think it said uh, Jacoby Brissett was 16 weeks old. Oh, here is a here's a great one. He wasn't even born, I think, when this happened. Very close. Might have been about the same time. The Jets hadn't lost a game in which they led by 14 or more in the fourth quarter since 1995. Surprise! Can you click on the on the Broncos real quick? I just want to see what their score was last week when they lost to the Giants on Monday night. Yeah, I so didn't stay up Denver loses in LA 21 nothing to the Chargers. Chargers, you know, they had some issues winning close games early, but now they are starting to turn it on and making the yeah. AFC West very, very interesting. The Broncos, meanwhile... Everyone was talking about it after they beat up on Dallas, but then they lost oh, to Buffalo, right. tweaked so by the Raiders, and then they looked awful the last two weeks now against the Giants and Chargers. Yeah. And it doesn't get any easier because no. next week, Monday night, they have to go to Kansas City, who's mad that they lost two in a row. So are the Broncos, though, but I'm my money's on the Chiefs for that one. Oh, and then they have to go to Philadelphia before hosting the Patriots. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So then they, they host Cincinnati, go to Oakland, go to Miami, host the Jets, go to the Colts, go to the Redskins by four, finishing honest, with the Chiefs. It, quarterback situation is not looking great. Now, the line's not helping much, but like, yeah, yeah they don't they don't have a, a set guy at running back. They don't have I, – I don't think Trevor Simeon – I like Trevor Simeon, and I thought he was playing great early on, but he needs to turn around or he's not going to get too many more chances, I don't think. The problem is... Um, they is, go to Osweiler? Because Lynch is still out, right? I, I assume so. I don't even know. I, I don't know. It's, <sighs> yeah, but talk about a team that you look at their defense. Their defense is still pretty good. I know they gave up 21 points today. Their defense is pretty good. And they were giving, gave up a ton of short fields today because Simeon kept... I know he didn't have like five picks or anything like that, but it just it was it was ugly. Um yeah, so the Broncos, man, I don't know what to think. And like we mentioned, the flip side of that, the Chargers, who started out, lost a couple close ones, but now they're winning like crazy. Look out. Yeah. Look out. AFC West is definitely entertaining. Both LA teams could be playoff teams. Yeah. When they get yeah. no one and to they, watch and, their games. Right, yeah. It, is a team a playoff team if no one no goes one comes, to watch? Right. For the team playing the playoffs, if no one's there to see it. How great would it be, though? It won't happen. Chargers How great Rams, would it be? Super Bowl. Well, if the Chargers got won the division so that they hosted a playoff game in a 25,000-seat stadium. Oh, my gosh. Like, how awesome would that be? And it's all the wild card team's fans. Like, <laughs> Well, it's just like when the Eagles were out there? Yeah, or was well, that against the Rams? It was, it no, was, was, was the, the Eagles. Chargers, right? Yeah, it was the Eagles. Yeah, it was like Philadelphia way west. Yeah, yeah. So, you spoke about the Dolphins. They got to win against them. I'm glad the Eagles did, too, already. Get that yeah, get that one out of the way. So, Cincinnati went to Pittsburgh. You know, this is a bloody, bloody rivalry. You know, no love lost between the teams. Pittsburgh, it took some time, but they got it going. They clamped down in the second half, shut the Bengals out there. Uh, Pittsburgh wins 29-14. Yeah, so to For all the Steelers fans that were, like, panicking a couple weeks ago, and you and I sat here and were like, the Steelers are going to steal her, and it's going to be fine. They're stealing, and it's fine, right? right? So don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we'll take a look at the Pittsburgh schedule here. Like, you look at it, right? So they're right. against so they, Detroit. They're embarrassed That's by tough. Jacksonville, but they beat Kansas City. They beat Cincinnati. Now they have to go to Detroit, who's coming off a bye before right. their own bye. Right. So if you want, like, you know, the secondary could be tested, but they're going to hit Matt Stafford so many times. He gets hit a lot in games where they don't have a great pass rush. 
So they're going to sack him a lot. I think Pittsburgh's going to be, I know they're on the road and they may not technically be the favorite, but I, I like Pittsburgh in that game. Then they have the bye. They host Indianapolis, right? Then they, or sorry, no, they go to Indianapolis. It shouldn't yes. matter. And then they host Tennessee, host Green Bay. Then they go to Cincinnati, host Baltimore, host New England, go to Houston, and then host Cleveland end. So that New England and Houston, I know. Those would be interesting for the Those would be interesting in week 15, 16. But, like, I don't really. Who else in the This isn't as easy a schedule as Jacksonville, but it's better than Buffalo. And if you look at AFC North, who who are you going to take? Who's yeah, going to who, take right. over that? Oh, no. No one. Yeah, no and that's one. what we were saying two weeks ago when we sat here. And that's what I'm going to say. I said, I'll worry about the Steelers, Steelers when they're mathematically eliminated. Right, yeah. So, so Seattle Giants, last of the Sunday afternoon games or early evening games. Giants actually led this one 7-3 to three at halftime. Seattle finally eventually woke up on offense. There was a wacky play uh, yeah. with uh, an, an end zone thing where people were complaining that the Giants guy, I think it was um, Landon Collins. It was Landon Collins. Had a, they thought an interception to and me, they gave a touchdown. To, to me, me, it was it not. It looked like the touchdown. It to looked to like, me, it looked like a tie, and tie right, goes, tie to, goes the to, to, got, tie goes to the offense. Absolutely. Um, Simultaneous catch by People were like, oh, is, it's like the fail Mary from years ago when they beat the Packers. No. nothing like that. That one, they screwed up. Yeah. This one, they made the this right call. This one was the right call. Right. I saw people freaking out about it. I was like, I don't get it. I think they made the right call there. Seattle Absolutely, wins I agree. 24 to 7. Uh, checking back in on the Sunday night game, uh, New England leads Atlanta in New England 7 to nothing in the second quarter, about midway point there. The only thing that surprises me here is that it's in the second quarter and it's 7 like nothing. Yeah, not- I, I thought it would be 31 uh, 30 at this point. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so. Redskins at Eagles, Monday Night Football. Eagles 5-1, and one, Redskins 3-2. and two. This is a huge game for both teams yeah. because the Redskins can make an interesting run for the NFC's uh-huh. title if they win and drop the Eagles to 5-2 and two. going into – the Eagles have a bye next week? I don't remember. I know they have one coming up. Yeah, was it next week or was it, it might be the week after? So, hold up I here. think it's the week after, but we'll see. Oh, no, it's not for weeks. a few weeks. Okay. Uh, San Francisco and Denver before the bye. Okay. Right. So, but the Eagles beat the Redskins and the exact opposite happens because the Eagles already have, they would then have swept the Redskins. Be 3-0 and in the division. And already have beaten the Giants once. Have three-game lead on the division in the head-to-head tiebreaker. And that would be, uh, it would be a tough one for the Redskins to overcome. Right, yeah. So, two weeks ago I said, or, well, Last show, two weeks yes. ago. I, I sat here and I said, the Eagles have the Panthers on the road on Thursday night. The Eagles were on the road. And then the Redskins the following Monday night. And I said, Panthers were looking really good at the time. And I said, you know, I don't know that they can win that one. But if they win on the mini buy, you know, with the Thursday, then Monday night game, they beat the Redskins the week after that. I'll, I'll make that trade, go one and one in that pair going into what the next couple games leading up to the buy. I'd be, I'd be thrilled. Well, then they beat the Panthers, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, they have a chance here uh, to do this. This would be an, an exclamation point here. And so this is one of those games where I look at it as this can be the difference between fighting for your lives for a playoff spot come the end. And, and let me rephrase that. This can be the difference between needing help 
at the end of the season the last couple weeks and controlling your own destiny the last couple weeks. And and so when I look at it in that frame of reference, it, it's a huge game. I you know, to go to six and two, or sorry, to go to five and two wouldn't be the end of the world with a loss. But you have to, I, I really feel like you have to win your home division games. And and then, you know, if you can steal one on the road, if you can go four and two, that, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So um, this this will be a big one. You know, they're going to be, I, I think Josh Norman was already ruled out like on Thursday. I think he might have been ruled out for this game. Um, so, you know, hopefully Carson Wentz can continue to look like he's making strides. Um, I I hope they're committed to the run. I hope they can do it. And I hope they can they can get Kirk Cousins and, and put him on the ground a few times. Like, so, because he, he has a ton of 300-yard passing games. It seems like he puts up 300 yards, like, almost every other week. Yeah. So, literally, as you were saying his name, big. I just read a post that said his grandmother passed away today. Oh, jeez. So, uh, well, sorry to him for that. And it, not to make light of the situation, but, all right, he's going to throw for 450 yards tomorrow now, so... That's as long as Wentz throws for 451, does it yeah. matter? If he throws for 450 and no touchdowns and the Eagles win, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, so. um, my dad's been texting a couple times. Um, of course. At the beginning, uh, when we were talking about some things and you said you weren't sure, he said, it doesn't surprise me that Justin has no idea. Uh, I don't even know what we were talking I, about. I forget what we were talking about. I think it was um, something with schedules or who plays who or who had a buy oh, or oh, things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, but then the, the more relevant one to this mm-hmm. conversation is, the thing that scares him the most is the Eagles look like the best team in the NFL right now. I know. I know you said you weren't ready to say that, uh, and I sent you oh, a yeah, thing of yeah, shots yeah. fired today. Yeah. Where who was it? Was it who did I say it was? It was on NFL Game Day morning. It was on NFL Network. I yeah. can't remember. Um, it was Warner. Oh, it was Kurt Warner. Kurt yeah, Warner. he said that there, there is no dominant team in the NFC right now, and I I would agree with that. For right him now. to say just NFC, they're surprising because I wouldn't say there's one in the entire NFL right now. We talked about this two right. weeks ago on the right. last show. Like the the football play is kind of a little brutal this year, and it's kind of weird to not have a team that is just super dominant and just destroying people and looks right. like the team to beat. I mean, some ways I'm sure it's good too, but it's just awkward. It's it's different. Right. But Redskins, Eagles, if the Eagles beat the Redskins tomorrow in convincing fashion, I think most I mean, people are going to say it's Philadelphia be, is the it's best gonna be team hard in not the NFL. to start getting really excited if they win, if they win tomorrow night. Like, it's going to be hard not to start getting really excited. So, I uh, will have to wait and see. Um, you know, long road. And, yeah, I, I try to stay a little more even keeled on, on the Eagles ones just because the NFL is so different from, like, oh, the yeah. college ones. Like, that one game means – can mean everything in college football until you're talking about games that literally keep you in or out of the playoffs, you know, at the end of the season, that's not the case in the NFL. Like you don't have to win by style points. You don't have to do any, like just win ugly. I don't care if it's an ugly game tomorrow night. If the Eagles get the win, if they win 12, nine in overtime, I don't care. Like, yes, I'd love them to look better. W is a W. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So I hope, obviously I hope they win. I hope they can, uh, you know, keep things rolling. I hope they use some of that time. You know, I know some guys are starting to get uh, back. I, I know uh, Ronald Darby has been practicing mm-hmm. and, and some of those guys. So it would be huge if they could get somebody like Ronald Darby back as, you know, Josh Norman's still out. Like, so. Uh, My dad uh, chimes in and says, they always find a way to choke, though. Yeah, that's that's the part. <laughs> that's, that's the why, problem, right? That's why I try to ride it nice and even, never get too high, never get too low, because 
I know I know how this ride ends. We've talked about it. I, the Steelers. I've seen this story I, before. I know how the Steelers are going to go. Everybody's panicking early in the season. They're going to make not the AFC Championship Actually, that's game not true. Choke. Everybody's panicking early in the season, and I'm panicking too. Not because they don't look good, but because I know they're going to be good. Same thing with the Patriots. People are panicking. They're going to win the AFC East. They're going to be in the AFC Championship game, probably make the Super Bowl. Why? Because I don't want them to. It's going to be Steelers-Patriots in the AFC Championship Exactly. Game. It's going to be Steelers-Patriots and then like it'll be Redskins-Cowboys in the NFC Championship. And I will just have to like not watch football for three weeks. So what, Honestly, awful. what I want. Be, I mean, my, my football viewing is going to end with Penn State winning the National Championship. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Actually, I, if they if if they do if they were to win national championship, I probably should just stop. Like, just go stop. out on top. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm never watching another I'm game retiring, again. Retiring, <laughs> retiring from football. I obviously what I want is the Dolphins to do something right. for once in my lifetime. It's been decades since they've been meaningful getting past the first round of the playoffs. It's been a while. But what I was going to say is, I honestly, I would love to see. A Steelers Eagles Super Bowl. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine watching one it's of those my games nightmare. where that I can just sit nightmare. there with that popcorn, just kick up my legs, and I would like, have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I would have a nervous breakdown. That cannot happen to me. It was close. My sophomore, well, when the Eagles made the Super Bowl, two thousand five, two thousand four, Steelers, the Steelers lost to the Patriots in a close game in the AFC Championship, and I, this this was the beginning of me really not liking the the, the Steelers. Steelers. So I wore my Eagles jersey the next day, and people are just screaming at me as I'm walking down the street. <laughs> they don't have a chance against the Patriots. And I just reply, what chance do the Steelers have? Like, and that did not go over Better well. Better chance than the Steelers. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, so, boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was their nightmare scenario was yeah. Eagles-Patriots, you know, like well, that- for, for my friends who were Steelers fans. Um. Yeah. Thankfully, like, I can't end up with a Steelers Patriots Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. No, you can't. You're right. Unless I can pull, have it worse. Let's pull an Astros. Cow- and- it can be Cowboys. Yeah, my dad's like, not only were they Cowboys Patriots or Cowboys that Steelers. That would be a disaster. I'd, I'd root for them. I wouldn't root for the Patriots, but I'd hope the Patriots win. Cowboys because- Steelers. Steelers, absolutely. Okay. Because here's the Is thing. Is there any scenario where you'd root for the Cowboys? No. None. No. It could be. No, I can't think of. I mean, in in the Super Bowl, you mean? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I I'd be open to hearing suggestions of possible scenarios. <laughs> so you hear that, folks? Unless We're unless my unless my son grows up to play for the Cowboys, <laughs> then all bets are off the table. That's the only one I can think of, yeah. and in that case, I think you'd put your. Uh, I used to, I used aside. to say to my dad when I was a kid, "What would you say if I got a scholarship to Notre Dame?" He said, "Go Irish." <laughs> all right, my my dad says you could always root for the Cowboys, so. Uh, there's that. I could. I think it's more likely that I stop watching football. But <laughs> all right. Um, now I I forgot to mention this to you before the show, so maybe it won't work. But I was actually going to say we're going to take we're going to do Bulldog Hour back to back because. Oh, but no, yeah, okay, we're going to do so next week. We're going to do recap week eight and nine and preview week ten. But then I was like. I don't want to recap week 10 and, and playoff stuff if that's not happening or if things have changed. Right. So I was like, well, let's do 
recap eight and nine, preview ten. No, that's a good plan. Then recap ten, preview playoffs. Even if Wilson doesn't make it, we can still give a hey. This is what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. In the district playoffs, no, that sounds and good. that would be the last show then. Yeah. Should Wilson make the playoffs and continue to win, we'll throw in other shows. But right now, we're going to do Bulldog Hour eight on October 29th. Bulldog Hour episode uh, season three, episode nine on November. Was that fifth? Yeah. I think November fifth. So we won't be back on the regular Joe Mays and JRF show to talk NFL until November 12th, I think it is. And by then we'll be in week 10 and we will definitely have separation and know what's going to happen here. Yeah, uh, obviously, we'll have some clarity on Penn State too. Like we Oh yeah, absolutely. Is. Cause we'll be done so, with that crazy uh, stretch. We'll be done with Ohio and State, Michigan State played and Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah. So who Michigan is tied with, by the way, right now for fourth place. In right. Week 10, so <laughs> right. There's that. So, but we're going to wrap up here. Um, any shout-outs, anything to say, anyone to mention before we nah, get out of here? Not off the top of my head. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking as well. That always, that always serves me so well going into the next week. I'm like, oh, I forgot this. But <laughs> um, So thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 246th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Rap. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.